Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. How did a traditionally Irish holiday stray so far from its roots? They refer to some of the sort of Irish-American things, the plastic green hats and all that kind of stuff, as paddywhackery. St. Patrick's Day is a centuries-old holiday that began with religious overtones in Europe, but over time it became a chance for revelry in America. So why did that happen? The answer, it's a little more complicated than you might think. This is The Daily J. I'm Zach Clark. For those that like to have a good time and for those who sell alcohol, March 17th is a day circled big time on the calendar. St. Patrick's Day, right? It's an opportunity to drink early, eat corned beef and cabbage, and oh, uh, yeah, to celebrate Irish history too. That's important. American observances of St. Patrick's Day can be traced back to the 17th century. Those who celebrated back then would not recognize the day at all. Traditionally, St. Patrick's Day in Ireland was actually a fairly quiet day. It was... Uh, uh, it was probably most important in people's lives as the one day during Lent when they were able to eat and drink more than, than normal. Most people in Ireland were very poor, and their diet was pretty spartan. On St. Patrick's Day, they would indulge by doing things like having a little meat with their potato and cabbage, right? But the meat that they would have was not like the corned beef that we think of in sort of an Irish-American St. Patrick's Day meal. It was what we think of, well, they call it bacon, which it's like a large piece of Canadian bacon. You know, one of the reasons why corned beef comes into the equation in the U.S. is that as so many immigrants were coming into the U.S. in the 1800s, they didn't really find those rashers, and so they substituted corned beef. That is Dr. Timothy McMahon. He's an associate professor of history at Marquette University. One of the real drivers of St. Patty's Day is the Irish potato famine. Here is Christopher Klein, an author and freelance writer specializing in history. That first generation that comes in during the Great Hunger, after the failure of the potato crop in the 1840s, 1850s, they weren't looking to leave their homeland necessarily. They were forced into exile, and they still have a tremendous attachment to their homeland. Now you have the next generation, right, that is born in the United States who see themselves as American first and Irish second. Of course, things are going to change at that point, too. Those exiles from the Great Hunger die off, the demographics of Irish America are also going to change. And those who are born in this country and grow up in this country and are socialized in the norms of this country, they're going to change the holiday as well. 
You have to remember that following the Irish potato famine, the anti-Irish sentiment in America was strong. Being Irish American wasn't beneficial in society. But that changed at least somewhat during the American Civil War. Here's writer Christopher Klein again. 200,000 native-born Irish who fight in the Civil War. They die in tremendous numbers in places like Bull Run, Fredericksburg, Gettysburg. They're paying a sacrifice. That goes a long way to sort of proving their patriotism to the United States. So following the Civil War, the celebration of St. Patrick's Day moves away from being just Irish. And this is where the big changes begin. This is Dr. Kate Costello-Sullivan, a professor of Irish literature at Le Moyne. She says the holiday became more about being Irish-American. St. Patrick's Day was more important in the diaspora than it ever was in Ireland. In Ireland, St. Patrick's Day was a religious holiday, right? But when it gets spread through the diaspora, it becomes kind of a marker of a definition of Irishness, a way to assert and to claim and celebrate identity. Those celebrations, of course, some of which are just kitsch. Like, for example, leprechauns are a pretty minor figure in Irish mythology. Um, and they're not very friendly and they don't wear green. But anyway, that's beside the point. Um, <laughs> they're actually, if I recall correctly, they wear red and they're about three feet tall. Got it. But um, so leprechauns are not a major figure. One of the things that happens with immigration is that some things get overpresent, some things get underpresent. And it's all just a question of a way to manifest the identity. As the Irish Americans spread across the states, the popularity of St. Patrick's Day increased. And part of that reason was and is that other cultures, other people, saw themselves in Irish Americans. Here is Dr. Mary C. Kelly, professor of history at Franklin Pierce University. She's the author of a new book called Historical Cross Currents in the Irish Atlantic. So if you're a police officer with no Irish, you know, identity at all, no connection at all, you're still marching on the 17th of March. It's not a feeling that your ancestors came from Ireland, but it's a feeling of, you know, brotherhood and sisterhood and and turning out together. And I I think it's a day when people feel something. And for the non-Irish, they might feel something special about being American that day. And particularly if they come from a cultural background which had struggle in its history, say Chinese Americans, other ethnic groups, maybe Polish, people of color. So, you know, people who have had to struggle, I think they find a common ground on St. Patrick's Day. As I was listening to Christopher Klein talk about the transformation of St. Patrick's Day, it dawned on me that it kind of sounded like another holiday we love here in America. So I had to ask, is it kind of like the 4th of July, where on the 4th of July we celebrate America and who we are, right? I mean, this is an identity thing. And it seems like it's like the American, the Irish-American version of the 4th of July, where they celebrate where they started and who they become. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it really is national pride. And let's remember that Ireland doesn't, get its independence from Great Britain until 1922. So, you know, in the 1800s, when it becomes a bigger and bigger occasion after the Civil War, there is still this feeling of, that Ireland is not a free country. It's still a colony of Great Britain. That is also wound into these celebrations until Ireland can finally achieve its independence. Another reason why the holiday became so popular was money, of course. Companies began to pick up on the popularity of St. Patrick's Day. 
Here's Dr. McMahon from Marquette University. I think sponsorship has played a huge role. I mean, you know, and of course, the way that Americans often celebrate it, I mean, like the green beer and stuff like that, mm-hmm. which is like over there, they refer to some of the sort of Irish-American things, the plastic green hats and all that kind of stuff as paddywhackery. Whether you knew it or not, part of this podcast is for fans of irony. So the whole you can be Irish for a day, the irony there is, you know, a lot of the things that they're promoting aren't necessarily that important to Irishness in the first place, which, again, is not a unitary thing. That was Dr. Kate Costello-Sullivan again from Lemoyne, But the irony doesn't stop there. As the popularity of Irish-American St. Patrick's Day spread, it made its way back to, you guessed it, Ireland. And of course, money plays a hand in this too, right, Dr. McMahon? That kind of, uh, of public celebration was picked on, picked up on by sponsors. And in 1996 was really the first time that you had a huge sort of attempt at a celebration like that. I, I actually was living in Dublin that spring. And I mean, I think a lot of folks were kind of taken aback by what they were seeing. It's almost like they were importing the American version of the holiday back into Ireland. What does evolution look like? Well, in downtown Rochester at O'Connor's Public House, they are going all out. And when I say all out, I mean all out. But don't take my word for it. Take manager Dimitri Goifman's. People want to celebrate, and, you know, it's one day that it's okay to start day drinking as early as 7 a.m. So, you know, we'll have two stages with live bands going all day. You know, our party tent is actually has full bars in it. Pretty much every spot you're able to get a Guinness, you can also get a corned beef sandwich. Uh, We've been cooking uh, over 400 pounds of corned beef. Kegs, I got over 100 kegs in that house. Just in Guinness, we have 40 kegs. So, we're going to be doing corned beef sandwiches, uh, do Irish sliders. We're going to do corned beef dinner, of course. On that day, it's more about drinking beer, listening to music, and just having a blast. We'll have seven full bars. Each area you're in, you're not going to have to wait for a drink. But yeah, that day, we expect to see about 5,000 people come through here at one time between our party tent and inside. We hold about 1,000 people at a time. So... You know, we got to make sure that, a you know, we have proper security and staffing to accommodate those people. The story of St. Patrick's Day in America is simple, but not because of whiskey and stouts. The common misconception seems to be that it's about being Irish. It is actually about being proud of your Irish heritage while being an American, at least the way it's celebrated here in this country. It is true not everybody is Irish for a day, but it is a culture worth celebrating no matter from where your ancestors came. As far as to why it's so popular... Yes, a good part of that's because, well, who doesn't like to have a good time? I want to thank Dr. Timothy McMahon, Christopher Klein, Dr. Kate Costello-Sullivan, and Dr. Mary C. Kelly for sharing their vast knowledge on the topic. For more St. Patrick's Day coverage, visit www.newsradio.com. Our theme music is written and produced by Ozone Music and Sound in Royal Oak. I'm Zach Clark, and this is The Daily J. Thanks for listening. Baseball is back, and so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular-season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. 
Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode and catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.